Hey, Wonderfuls, welcome to episode 429 of the JV Club Boys of Summer with my wonderful guest, Dan Cummins. We had a very, very lively and fun chat. Also, just taking a second to remind people that if you are a fan of Avatar The Last Airbender, I do host a new podcast for Nickelodeon with my dear friend, Dante Bosco, otherwise known as Prince Zuko, called Braving the Elements. You can get it wherever you get podcasts. And if you have never seen Avatar, but you've been thinking about it because all of your friends and relatives have told you you're missing out, what a perfect time to start watching. All right, enjoy this episode with Dan, and I'll talk to you next week. I'm so glad that we have made this work. Uh, Yeah, sorry. You you know what? Let me say this. I feel like if ever, because, you know, I podcast a lot of people that I do already know. And I podcast people, of course, that I don't already know. But I think that I think the sort of proving ground of having not like of having a slip up work happen and then and then like the the relationship that you build from finding out how someone responds to that right is like that's like a mini friendship got set up because you had the opportunity to show me that you're adorable and nice and kind oh, and apologetic that's nice Do you know what i mean like if that hadn't happened i don't know i would have come in a lot even colder <laughs> in terms of like sure you know what how, how much i know dan and i i mean i'm familiar with you and your podcasts and i actually was I fell into a little bit of a deep dive on your history page um, just because it, there's such a it's such a journey, like everything that you oh, sort of yeah. experienced is there and it's very transparent. And I thought that was really cool also because I always love I feel like people get a lot of uh, in, sort of inspiration and reassurance from reading about people that they admire, that they listen to or whatever, kind of going like, hey, this is uh yeah, I think transparency. I'm a human being, and it's a yeah. rocky road, and yeah. uh, you're not alone. And you know what I mean. I think transparency is so good, and that uh, and transparency with like a, that uh, you know like a kind of circling back to uh, apologies. I'm always amazed in, in interactions when you have an interaction with somebody and the mistake has been made, and it's not that big of a deal, but right. the, but they re, but they won't apologize, and how uh-huh. infuriating <laughs> that is, and it's such a simple thing that so many people don't seem to understand. Yeah. It's like I've been having a customer service thing recently this with this boat of all things, like the most first world problem. But right. <laughs> but, the, but the customer service people I interact with, they will just uh, do the weirdest things like uh, an appointment will come and go that was supposed to happen. And then they just they just won't do it like they just won't yeah. honor the appointment. And then I'll email a couple of days later. I'm like, hey, um, I thought the appointment, you know, it's in the email channel. Try to be really nice. I thought, you know, you guys are picking it up on Tuesday at nine. And then like six hours later, we'll go by like, oh, yeah, some stuff came up. And then um, when do you want to do it now? But it's like, there's never like a, oh, I'm so yeah. sorry. And through a series of interactions of that now over a few months, it's like, I loathe them. I'm like, oh, I just, oh, I can't stand you people. Like, and all you had to do was just say, I, get it. I messed up. And then I'd be like, totally cool. We all messed I up. But I know. But people I just don't learn that. Same thing happened. Exact same thing happened uh, <laughs> with a new dishwasher. Okay. <laughs> so again, yeah. Another first wheel problem. But it's still annoying. But it's the same thing. It was like, you did, wait. You didn't like you came you you tried one way. There's like eight different ways you can get into to my house in my neighborhood, and they went one way, 
And they were like, that w- it was too narrow for the truck. And then they just left. And then they just left. No one called. No one t- said, like, is there a different way to go? And then just the whole process of trying to get it rescheduled and yeah. trying to get anyone to care. And, like, everyone just sort of pushed it, like, pushed the, the blame down right. into some other territory. And so no one actually ever apologized. They didn't even apologize that someone else screwed up. Right. It was like, oh, yeah, you'll have to talk to this as a side department. Like, we didn't have to. Well, that was the driver's decision, blah, blah, blah. Like, oh, you're not even. Right. <laughs> you're, not, you're not even saying, I'm sorry that happened, even though it wasn't my fault. Like, you can't even do that. And, it's crazy. And I wonder, does that come from just plain old rudeness, uh, insecurity, um, a lack of, you know, the ability to, to think in kind of complex ways that I don't think are that complex, but I guess a little complex. Like, are some yeah. people just like, this is how I do my thing. And then when it doesn't work out that way, can't do it now. Or right. or are they just like, I don't care. You know, just like truly just like rude, just like whatever, not my problem. Or yeah. or like or like the reluctance to apologize and, and, and accept blame. I'm like, what kind of households are a lot of people being raised in? Are they being raised in one where they make one mistake and then like some like lifetime movie angry dad is like, what are you doing? <laughs> you moron. You know, <laughs> and, then, and then they're traumatized. And now they just can't apologize because they feel yeah. like re-victimized. I, I don't I don't get it. I don't well, get let it. Me, you know what? I, I, we could we could move on from this in a second, but I will add to these theories because I think they're all very interesting and compelling. I will also add, and this is like, I can't believe I'm about to make this incredibly inappropriate comparison. Yes. But you know how like the cops, the one of the problems with cops is that they racial profile or they just like person profile based on I have tattoos or, you know, I'm in a, a, a shitty car or whatever. Like and they have just enough experiences that they feel justified. Oh, in yeah. Like- having that. And it and so that's obviously a much bigger, bigger, bigger problem uh, with much dire consequences. But if you're in customer service, do you just kind of hate? everyone because oh, there are just enough people right. who were like and I want to talk to your manager right now and blah yeah. blah blah and yeah. like there was a scuff on the thing right and if there's just like that's the filter you put on whether or not it's a person like you or I me bet. who like I'm apologizing before that can even I'm like right. I'm so sorry that I uh that you missed this appointment um but <laughs> you know what I bet I bet there is a lot of that and you know and actually it's like I have um you know friends who are cops and it's like they have to fight that where if you're in family members where if you're dealing with someone always being angry with you day after day, it gets so easy just to hate everyone because you're like, oh, this is going to be another negative interaction. And and I, it's funny. I tell my kids, I'm like, whenever you get pulled over, whatever like that, be so nice just out the gates. And I, I actually had we had for a, everyone's good. Yeah, for, for everyone's good, good. For your safety. Yeah. For everyone. For, for everyone. Everyone potentially wins. I had, you know, this year we had like a, our security system went off. And this, uh, and a cop was over there in like a few minutes checking on it. It was just like a faulty battery, but we didn't know we were out of town. And I was just like thanking him on the phone. And he was just like, well, yeah, then that's just my job or whatever. And I, but I was like, it, it meant a lot to us because we were out of town. They made us feel like, oh, no, there's no problem. When I got back into town, I mean, it's so stereotypical. And I talked to some friends. I'm like, is this cheesy? But they're like, no, it's still nice. I went and got donuts, which I know is like out of a stupid movie. Uh-huh. But I did, but I didn't know what else to get. And I got a, a gift card for a coffee shop and I got donuts. And I brought it to the station. I literally thought the lady was going to cry when she got yeah. it because like they have yeah. that experience so rarely where someone's like, hey, yeah. just appreciated what you did, wanted to be nice. And yeah. and, and I found that like at the airport, um, I, I remember like we try to say, you know, please, thank you, be very patient. 
same thing. This one lady, uh, it was like a flight delay. And I was like, yeah, it happens. I fly a lot. You know, I get it. You know, really like easy. <laughs> and same thing. I thought she was going to cry because I think she probably had like 50 people before be like, I got to get, listen, my grandma's birthday is in two hours. <laughs> like, yeah. So maybe you know, yeah. I like that you brought that up because I didn't think about that in terms of my interaction with like some recent repair things. Yeah. You know, from my point of view, I am being really nice, but I have to remember that on their side, I don't know the 60 people who they dealt with before me. Right. And if right, all right, those people right. were like, listen, you fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, and they're just like, oh, oh. <laughs> and, now, yeah. and now that's their default. Exactly. And I'm at the point now, too, where like, <laughs> if, even if I'm ve- like, I have had situations where like this is. Uh, sort of a heavy thing to but yeah I'm, it's a i'm saying a heavy thing but it is uh one of the lighter sides of the heavy thing that i that i've had to deal with but my yeah. mom died in February, i'm sorry and thank you and um there's just a lot of bullshit that comes along with like the it's like there's so much bureaucracy and so much frustration and why does it have to be tied to you losing one of the most important <sighs> people in your life yeah. like you know what i mean and so there's a lot of emotion there and I have there's so there are so many times where, you know, that trigger point is so much lower when yeah. you have to keep talking about how your mom died. And so I, I've like I verbal vomit like in in the handful of times I've had that I've been very upset. Right. And I've been like, I, I can't believe I have to call them again about this. Right. Like, I so quickly I'm like, I just want to say, first of all, that I know it's not your fault. It's just very um, emotional time for me. I just want to say again, again, I can't emphasize enough. I know this yeah. isn't your fault. I know we're just meeting for the first time right now. But if I'm already a little bit, if I'm like turned up to 11, it's it's just please understand that this is very. And they're like so nice. I they're love like, that. I can't I, I'm I can't even imagine like I know. And then yeah. often that, you know creates like a personal connection with somebody because they have gone through something like that Mm -hmm. or they have you know there's someone they know so like and just to be able to say like oh god this i'm sure this is just the worst yeah like that that just takes me down back to zero like once all it takes like you said all it takes is someone saying like oh god i lost you know i lost my dad a few years ago and i totally remember how awful this was like i feel your pain all of a sudden i'm like you know what i'm actually okay I think. Like, thank you. I think that's. <laughs> I, such, feel, I feel all right now. I think that's such a smart thing. I wish. Uh, I wish my wife was here because she makes fun of me all the time for oversharing, uh, in, in in situations out in public. She and she's always like, "I'm an overshare." She's like, you. she takes me aside. She's like, "They don't care. I know. They don't need to know that." And I'm and I'm like, I know, I know, I know they don't. But I want them to understand that I'm trying to. This is where I'm coming from. Yeah. You know those yeah. kind of things. And I would rather have somebody think that I'm a little crazy and neurotic. Yes. But nice. Yes, then, yes, then, yes, yes. Then have someone just think I'm just another faceless, cold asshole in a sea yes. of that. Yeah. And you never know. Like, I mean, this is, yeah, it's this is something. Of course, somebody who does that would think this, you and me. <laughs> yeah. But like, you never know what that's going to lead to. And mm-hmm. I do feel like I've had, I've made connections with people over the dumbest thing in that moment, just yeah. because, like, I bothered to sort of go, like, I probably shouldn't tell you this, blah, 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 or whatever. Like, yeah. you know, they're those little gems, mm-hmm. they're, I feel like they are kind of worth for other people being like, yeah, all right, she's, okay, she's still talking. Such a real but, moment. Okay. So human. Yes. And yes. I feel like uh, my mom told me this years ago, but she, you know, worked as a bank teller, and you just get treated like, uh, in a lot of customer service, you know, positions, you just get treated like a, like you're not a human. Like, you're just right. this uh, robotic 
humanoid kind of vision of the corporation that someone's frustrated with or dealing with right. and people don't right. talk to you like they would talk to a friend or whatever. And she would always like in a store, she would just notice the name tag and just make that little adjustment of actually saying their name. And just like, yes. uh, you know, like, how are you doing? Uh, good, Susan, how are you doing today? And it kind of yeah. takes people aback sometimes, yeah. which is sad because that means they're not used to it. But yeah. I think those little things are, are so important. I always think about the butterfly effect where it's mm -hmm. like if someone's having such a terrible day and you just take, you have that weird little moment and you make a weird little connection that could yeah. truly turn their day around, which then could lead to them being nicer to somebody else, you know, yeah. which could turn their day around, you know, and on and on. hundred percent, a hundred percent. Now remind me, I feel like, first of all, and I, I say this with all love and due respect yeah. to both New Jersey and New York, but I don't know that many <laughs> friends of mine from those areas that would have said any of the things that you and I just said. So <laughs> I'm wondering if part of it is like, <laughs> I know what you're saying. Yeah. But it's very like mid. A lot of people think I'm from the Midwest or I'm Canadian. I'm from Arizona. Ah. Yet I do feel that Arizonans, many Arizonans are this are, are very mm -hmm. similar in that way. Um, and but they don't and they might think I was Southern if I had a Southern accent. Yeah, that's also very hospitable. Like you yeah. make a connection with people. Um, and I I know I know where you're from, but I can't. Oh, it's okay. Remember. It's Idaho. So do you feel like a, a Northwest oh, Idaho? Yeah. Okay. So there you go. There yeah. You go. And, and you know, and, and I'm from a really small town. And I, and I think not that everybody obviously in the West and the Midwest is from small towns. There's plenty of big cities. But may, my theory is maybe there's more people who recently moved from small towns or their parents lived in small towns. Because mm -hmm. there is a different thing if you're in a smaller area. I think about this where like in Philly, in Philly or Boston or New York, if you have an encounter with a stranger, uh, you don't like them. It's so easy to like, okay, like if flipping somebody off in traffic, you could flip somebody off and fuck you, buddy. And then right. <laughs> odds are you're never, ever going to see them again. Yeah. There's no consequences. If, if I did that where I grew up, this 400-person town, <laughs> I would know who they were. It wouldn't be just like, buddy. It would be like, fuck you, Scotty Lindsay. And then Scotty Lindsay would like go to the grocery store and be like, did you know your son just flipped me off? And then by, by right. the time I made it to my grandma's, I'd be like, why do you flip Scotty Lindsay off? Right, like, right. <laughs> there's consequences. And you have to kind of like, I think for social survival, maybe it, there's more incentive to be kinder or be nicer or I don't yeah. know. I don't know. That, that's that's yeah. part of my theory about that. Because when I encountered that for the first time in like yeah, LA or um, actually I went to uh, to London in college and that was such a culture shock for a little bit. I went from like Riggins to Spokane, Washington, which that was a big city to me, which is not. It's like a giant right. small town. Uh -huh. um, and then went to London and I was on the underground all the time. <laughs> and I would... Just, it is a little weird looking back, but I would just start talking to people like, like, hey, what are you reading? Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and they would just look at me like, who? I don't want to join your cult, weirdo. <laughs> you know, get, a, <laughs> and I'm like, why are these people so mean? But, but like, <laughs> but they just face strangers and strangers. They're not seeing the same faces ever. And yeah. I don't know, it just yeah. changes it, I guess. And of course, then you have an American accent. So they're like, oh, oh yes. Americans. Oh, I got here. Here we are. Here we go. Here's your, like, <laughs> got to get in everybody's business. They're so enthusiastic. <laughs> At least you weren't in France. And I love France and yeah. live in France. But that, I mean, if I if I had done that in France, I think oh. people would have just been like, although, you know what? If you speak French in France, even if you do it poorly. They appreciate the effort. I, even they love it. They love the effort. And. Paris, sure, a little snobby, but like that's yeah. weird. Like you go to a you know hoity-toity part of again Manhattan or Los Angeles yeah. or whatever. Like you may have the exact same experience, right? And and even in just like the smaller cities of Paris, 
they people lose their minds if you speak French and you're not French because they know there's yeah. no utility to you having learned their language. <laughs> it is pointless. Ah, yes. ab- above and beyond just loving that culture right. unless you are 100% like an attaché or like but if you're just a tourist <laughs> yeah. and you speak French they're like oh, what how did this happen? Like it's <laughs> That's adorable. Awesome. That's cool. But in Britain and but in England, you know, it's uh, but you know, I I think there's uh, but I it's a say absolutely the sort of shock of like I ugh, do you ugh. What are you gonna? What do you? What do you want from me? Right. Let's cut to the chase. What are you asking me for? <laughs> right. Really. But you before know. I left, I got so good at doing. I can't do it like that anymore. But I got really good at doing a British accent and uh, could fake that I was from there. Nice. And I'll never forget, like on one of those double decker buses, like after the tube shut down at like midnight or whatever, you'd have to take the buses back to your wherever you're staying, and there was some uh, some drunk, you know, other American college students. And we pretended, my roommate and I, to be pretentious British people who hated American college students. And we, because we knew all the buttons to push. Yeah. And we riled them up. So, and then as we left, we were like, just kidding, guys. Have fun. We're Americans too. (laughs) 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 Uh, That was like my favorite moment over there. It was. Okay, we're going to take a break. I will be back after a word from our wonderful buddies at Maximum Fun. Since the dawn of time, screenwriters have taken months to craft their stories. But now, three Hollywood professionals shall attempt the impossible. Break a story in one hour. That's right. Here on Story Break, I, Freddie Wong, Matt Arnold, and Will Campos, the creators behind award-winning shows like Video Game High School, have one hour to turn a humble idea into an awesome movie. Now, an awesome movie starts with an awesome title. I chose The Billionaire's Marriage Valley. Mine was Christmas Pregnant Paradise. (laughs) Okay, next we need a protagonist. So I've heard Wario best described as libertarian, (laughs) Mario. And of course, every great movie needs a stellar pitch. In order to get to heaven, sometimes you gotta raise a little hell. Oh, that's the tagline! <laughs> Check out Story Break every week on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. If there's one thing I've learned from living in Los Angeles in an industry that has vastly disparate lifestyles, I have learned that it doesn't matter who you are or what you have, life can just be super stressful. I mean, you may not be feeling down and out or depressed like you're at a total loss, but if your stress is high and mine often is, you could probably use the chance to unload. Unload it, get it out, talk to someone who's completely unbiased about your life. I cannot say enough good things about therapy and the fact that that is what therapy is for. It's someone who isn't going to judge you or take sides on anything. Honestly, you will be surprised at how much it can help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, and it's more affordable than in-person therapy. See if it's for you. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and the JV Club listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash JV Club. Have your first session in under 48 hours at B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash JV Club. Okay, so you're from Riggins. Uh, I have family in both uh, Boise, so I know oh. not to pronounce it Boise. Um, Me too. In Boise and in Idaho Falls. I also um, have fa- family in both those places. Are any of them Mormon? No, but I. But okay, there's a so lot of. Are. But yours are okay. Are, mm-hmm. Now, are you Mormon? Are you well, LDS? Well, one of them. I was. I mean, I had to go to church with my mom. Sure. Uh, on Sundays, and so yes, I'm yeah. certainly like findable in that when you're eight, you 
can't you don't say no right of course to be able to say no like <laughs> yeah you were raised given you raised till in eight yeah. yeah you now know at eight years old and you now feel socially you feel the permission <laughs> to say thanks mom and dad well in my case my dad was an atheist and they were divorced but yeah uh to be like you know Yes. And that that is a time when what you are emotionally mature enough to alienate yourself from your family members <laughs> by saying, I don't think this is for me. Right, right. Um, you might as well just do it when I'm a baby. You might as well just do it. It doesn't make any difference. But yeah, so um, that, you know, that's I have my whole on my mom's side. I have okay. a series of cousins and I feel like it's like I want to say it's like. 65, 35, 65 of percent of the cousins do not observe oh, okay yes mm-hmm. and then the other 35 are still like you know yeah you know, there's like one child i'm an only child but in my the rest of my uh aunts and uncles like i have like one cousin per it seems who is like yes i do believe in this okay okay you know and then yeah. everybody else is kind of that's an i think there might be two but yeah, people, in general i feel like it's like yeah most people most of us kind of went like eh, right think. yeah people not from the area that uh, often i find don't know that they a lot of people refer to southern idaho as northern utah it is yes, it, it is culturally very very similar and uh, yeah. no no one in my family is um, yeah kind of similar to you half my family atheist uh, my mom's side and then the other side it, very mixed but like Pentecostal which is a whole oh. that's an interesting thing um, yeah it is not quite snake charmer but not that not that far away either uh-huh. <laughs> uh, it was um, a lot. Like li- of- like lizard charm, <laughs> lizard char- like was- uh, like frog charmers. <laughs> cute, a little more, a little more cute, a little more, a little less harmful. I love picturing like frog handlers. So some, some guy like all sweaty and he's got the cheap button up shirt and he's like, and the Lord said, and he reaches in a bag of frogs. He will protect me from these frogs. And and then people are like, I think everyone's protected from those frogs. No one, they they can't hurt you. They literally can't hurt you. I was like, and then so I was like, should we do you do you interrupt a tall at five with the frogs jumped out and are hopping around? Like right. Cute, um, <laughs> all over the floor. Like I'm worried about someone's going to step on one of those. Yeah. Uh, wonderful. But my uh, my first girlfriend was LDS and 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 tried to convert me as 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 one does when you're uh, you, you know do. a sure. member of one of the churches. And so I researched it a lot. Found it found it fascinating. But yeah, but um, it's, it is fascinating. It is fascinating. I well, my arm is covered with religious iconography, so it's like I I'm fascinated with religion, but um, but not not a religious person. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Interested. Interested. Did, when did that start for you? Was that something that you always kind of had an awareness of that you were like, oh, what the, yeah, fascinating. My grandpa was a um, my dad's dad before he passed Pentecostal minister. And so I was introduced to them. And my dad was, you know, kind of like typical preacher's kid, pretty rebellious. So pushed pretty hard and also kind of typical preacher's kid, like would go back and forth would go to like, nope, mm. that's all, no yes, thank you. Indeed. And then would have yeah. like a, a spiritual, like a crisis of faith and would kind of like pull us back into it a little bit yeah. and then back out and back in. So it was like always around the periphery. And uh, and my grandpa and then his wife, my grandma, very hardcore Christian fundamentalist. And it was just like when I would stay with them and we weren't that close to that, that set of grandparents, but I had these, you know, little introductions and it was just such a different world and then when I moved, I kind of bounced around a little bit as a kid, but when I was born in Riggins, we went to Alaska for a while, followed my dad's work in construction. And then when I went, mm. after my parents divorced, went back to Riggins and Riggins had like this little town, two very split groups. Like it was a very mm. small town, very small school. There was no cliques, but there right. was the religious kids and the kids who weren't religious. And the religious kids 
were all Christian fundamentalists. There was no other mm. group. There was a, mm. um, well, I should say it. There was like five Mormon kids and one right. and one Jehovah's Witness kid, like not exaggerating. And then everybody else was per, basically either atheist or, you know, some some variety of Pentecostal, some a member of one of the numerous community churches. And so it was just Being the only Jehovah's Witness kid must have been so hard oh, in this town. Oh yeah, it, like not not people were like, why don't why don't you celebrate your birthday? Why don't yeah. you like Christmas? Why don't you know? I mean, I was so curious. I'm like, why why, why don't you say the Pledge of Allegiance? You know, I mean, it yeah. immediately made you an outcast. Yes. You know, and then at that age, when you're a kid, you're like, <laughs> they can't articulate it, but I'm sure in their head they're like, I don't fucking know. My mom, <laughs> <laughs> my, mom my mom told me not to. I don't know. I don't want God to be mad. Like they don't have answers, uh, but it was, oh my God. But, but like my next door neighbor for a decent chunk of my childhood was the local pastor at this one community church and had like a bunch of kids. Some of them were around my age that had a trampoline in their, in their yard. So it was kind of like the neighbor focal point, neighborhood focal point for the kids to jump on the trampoline. Sure. But, but that was interesting where, um, they knew I wasn't religious. I mean, <laughs> I have the weirdest childhood memories of this kid, Paul Emery, who is like a year younger than me or two years. Him on one, one side of this crappy little fence, me on the other, and him doing stuff like, well, how could, well, if you're not Christian, then you know you're going to go to hell, right? And then I just to rile him up, we like, I know, I am satanic. And then, <laughs> and then he'd be like, Ooh! like he would just like, it would really like freak him out. And I'm like, and I'm going to yeah. get your soul, Paul. Like I would just, just to, and then he would just get so dramatic. But, um, but that fascinated me that like, oh, people are, I just found it so interesting that people, like, I remember I, get, I got kicked out of my youth group. I went to youth group uh, out of curiosity for a little while and I got permanently banned because I, okay. not for anything outrageous I did, actually, I just wanted to ask questions. And like, yeah. and, and this lady would bring stuff up and she's like, well, if you're not, you know, you're not Christian and your soul is forsaken. And I was like, well, my great grandpa's a pretty good guy. And, uh, you know, he's really nice and honest and faithful and all these things. And that's weird to me that he would not get to go to heaven, but his neighbor who goes to church, but is also abusive to his wife and these other things would get to, that doesn't make sense. And she wouldn't, yeah. you know, of course not have answers. Yeah. And then I would be like, well, what about uh Buddhist? Cause there's a lot of Buddhists and there's a lot of Hindu and they seem like a lot of them are pretty nice. And eventually they made a rule, no more questions. <laughs> like, which is so sad, which is so sad. It's so sad. And, and that was, and that got my wheels going. And then when I dated that Mormon girl, I just, I got really into, I've always kind of nerded out about research and I got really into, I started reading the Book of Mormon, the Blood of Abraham, a lot of their texts. I started digging in, reading, you know, books about them and I had questions and I brought them to like the the person, the not the not the priest, but- The I, bishop. The bishop. Okay. Is, yeah. is, is there a bishop at every church? Yes. Okay. Okay. The bishop, it's been so and long. And that rotates. You get, you could, it could be you, could be, okay. it definitely could not be me. I'm a woman, but oh, it could be yeah. like- you there I don't oh. I don't know the I don't know what I don't know what the exact requirements are. Yeah. But it's a rotating position, unlike a minister or a priest right. or you know, pastor. Um, like I you know, in the time that I went to church with my mom, I feel like we had like three or four different bishops. One was a okay. stockbroker, okay. one was a banker. We were in the, like we were like the poor people in the wealthy ward. Okay. Um, okay. But so so that's the other kind of kooky thing about it is that like you can suddenly become the head of yeah. your ward and the church and it's a limited period of time there's like, very democratic like okay. it's cool yeah but it's also not democratic because like still somebody is saying god told me that you yes you know are going to be the blah, blah. and so so it is yeah so it's different so i will say this this is what i was getting to is too 
t- bringing that to a bishop, like when they potentially have had zero training gotcha. on actually yeah. how to be the leader of a church right. and are like, ask questions like that. They're like, um, <laughs> Oh, his response was, I... yeah, he, he actually, what he said, I'll never forget it. He goes, you know what? He goes, my wife used to have a lot of these questions because a lot of this didn't make sense to her. And I'll tell you what I told my wife. You just got to have faith in things you don't understand. And like, and even as a 17 year old, I'm like, well, that's bullshit. Like, because you could apply that to anything. Like you could, right. you could apply that to, to um, Sasquatch. You know, it's like, right. uh, how, how come I can't find a Sasquatch? Well, you know, I'll tell you what I told my wife. Uh, they're hard, they're hard to fucking find. And you just got to have faith that they're out there. You know, it's like, uh, and so that, I don't know, I just um, have been fascinated. And I studied it in college a little bit, theology classes at Gonzaga and had lots of questions for the priests and everything. And I, um, and I'm still, I'm just fascinated that people uh, will put all of their faith into a thing that is inherently illogical and base their life on that. I just, um, I'm such a pragmatic, logical person Mm-hmm. It's just such an interesting thing to me. It's like, oh wow, like you totally. I'm kind of jealous. I'm like, you totally. Oh, I get that. You Absolutely. totally believe this. Oh, there's thing. something so lovely about it. It's like, well, you yeah. win because if yeah. you are living your yeah. life looking forward to something afterwards, and I can't, and I just can't. Right. I don't feel confident that that's the case. Then I'm terrified of dying, and you seem totally cool. Yep. Yep. I've so thought. I thought the same thing. Awesome. I'm like, what a great yeah. thing. People who are dogmatic and really like, you know, have that conviction about anything, like politically or yeah. religious. I've always been like, uh, lived in the uh, place of like nuance, and I just yeah. accept that the world is gray and that yeah. things are not yeah. able to be fully understood, and that you know people can be partially right. Rarely is someone fully right. Right. And and <laughs> and basically, I've resigned myself to be like, that yeah, kind of sucks, but that's probably how it is. <laughs> right. Right. And I'm just like, <laughs> and I and I'm so jealous of other people. Like, oh man, this guy is the best, and he oh, knows right. everything about politics. And this football team, they're clearly the best <laughs> one ever. And my right. God, woo wee! <laughs> Nobody know. knows life like Mike. And I'm like, ah, oh, you motherfucker! I wish I could. Right, right. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so I want to go back to the um, your high school for a second too, because uh, I'm wondering if you know it's it's I, I'm interested in the fact that there weren't really necessarily the same kind of clicks that you would get from yeah. a larger group with Wasn't a more big diverse enough. group, yeah. etc. Um, but is does that extend into like the like? like after school activity, like the religious kids don't do this and the irreligious kids do drink or do party or do like, does it sort yeah. of, ex- was the town big enough to kind of hold that? Like mm-hmm. to where people could get away with it? Um, there like, were, you know, underage drinking and stuff or was it? There would be a little crossover, but yeah, I think it was kind of two groups for the most part. And yeah. And there was some, yeah. because the, the kind of like the religious groups there were pretty immersive they would have, you know, things every night, you yeah. know, Bible study on this yeah. night and youth group on this night. And then there was going to, and there was lots of retreats, um, like, uh, <laughs> like spring break and the summers, all the weird ones. Like, you know, I remember, <laughs> I remember a friend of mine, this one kid, he came back from one and it was basically like an anti-masturbation one. And I was like, wait, what? And he was, and it was like to not self sin. I can't even remember what it was, but there was like all the real weird, all the real weird shit, you know, but, but like, so it was pretty, I mean, there was like retreat centers nearby because it's way out in the woods of, you know, Northern Idaho. So it was a great place for people who want to get off the grid. I mean, I mean, around here, it's a beautiful area I live in, but for extremists, 
I mean, it, it's a perfect area and there's a lot of them in the woods around yeah. here that have in, the, in these little- Wait, where are, where are you now though? Aren't you in- I'm in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. So, oh, you were in Coeur d'Alene. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah, that's where we're based. I don't know why I had. I don't know why I got Colorado in my head for some reason. Mm, I, so bizarre. I, I like Colorado, but yeah, no, it, um, yeah, up here in Coeur d'Alene, like in the periphery, there, there is still a lot of that in those those kids that they don't, they don't, they're not partying, they're not doing anything because they got they got stuff all the time with their right, the, their church. Right. The church keeps them real busy. Yeah, I, I, I didn't really do either. Actually, I was kind of like an outcast. I mean, I was. It's funny, I was. Popular enough, you know, plenty with the kids at school. I was not that I wasn't well liked, but I I knew internally that I didn't really fit in. I was just kind of counting the days in a lot of ways yeah. just to get out. Yeah, yeah. And I and I I didn't want to go immerse myself in the church programs. And also, I had equally no interest in getting um you know an eighteen pack of Coors Light and going up some creek and just literally sitting around a campfire with the same kids I go to school with. Right. And just getting hammered and talking about things I don't care about more. Right, uh, right. Like it was, um, yeah, I, I was, college, I went nuts. College, I had a lot of fun. But but yeah. high school was very much like, oh, when is this over? When is this right. going to be done? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so when you, when, when the, when you were 17-ish and, um, and you ended up kind of dating the Mormon girl. Yeah. Was there, I mean, uh, yeah, I'm, I mean, I wonder if like. I guess her parents were probably like, well, there was a statistically good chance that you might be interested in someone who's not Mormon since there's like two of us. Um, well, she was from a different town. There was a lot of that. Okay. She was, okay. She was yeah. from Marcin. Marcin, a okay. little town down by Boise. And and then, I don't know, that was an interesting thing too. There was interesting things with her family. Her mom, I mean, I haven't said her name or anything and no one would ever be able to, be able to figure this out, but her dad had passed away her dad, if I'm remembering this correctly, took his life in prison and he was oh, in prison God. for molesting her and the other oh, kids in the family. No. And, oh, and, and like the people in the ward knew about it. And it was just like, ugh. there was a lot of darkness uh, outside, yeah. outside of the, uh, you know, church. Right. And her mom was, you know, looking back, just this poor lady, just trying to keep things together as best she could. And I think she, she would just, I don't think she cared that I wasn't Mormon. She was just happy that I didn't seem like I was a dick. And it was like, right, okay, right, fine. Right. Don't have to worry about that right now. Right. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Bless their hearts. That's it, like, I feel like that's, <laughs> that's an uncomfortable reality of a lot of like, I feel like so much true crime right now. Uh, and I am a consumer of much of that. Yeah. Um, it feels like, I feel like every other cult leader or every other like serial killer they always come <laughs> just like <laughs> somehow they're like and then they were in the LDS church for a while and <laughs> da, 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 da. like I feel like it's so on the periphery of right because and I think probably it's not a reflection necessarily of the church but it's a reflection of the fact that they are so open and and yeah. trusting and welcoming that they make great marks you know what I mean? Like, well, I think they, yeah. like, you know, Ted yeah. Bundy was interested in Mormonism. Sure. I think probably because he was like, well, oh, this is a tremendous opportunity for me to fuck with everyone's mind and make everyone yeah. think I was an amazing human being. I mean, like, there's how, a, can I, how yeah. far can I take that? There's a lot of very intelligent, you know, people obviously who are religious, you know, people who have, you know, critical thinking skills, all those things. But if you just look at it like analytically, of course, more people are going to be taken advantage of who are deep into like kind of more, I would say, uh, uh, heavy religious systems where it's like, you know, you take like Mormonism, 
um, you know, there's this belief in modern prophets and there's this belief that people like, you know, the the president is like uh, has the ear of God. And then there's this, you and know, that you can have your own relationship to God. Right. I mean, some some religions yeah. are like you get what you yeah. get yep. from the Lord, from this authority figure. Right. And you pray, but you pray one way. You pray right. one way. It doesn't come back. Yeah. To Roman you, Catholicism. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's like. Yeah. But yeah, with Mormons, it's, it's like you're, if you're going to have this belief and, and, you know, and it has this almost kind of like uh, I'm thinking of like Lovecraft, right? but almost like a cosmic horror, not cosmic horror, but like that thing where you get to be a god in the LDS, right. you know, and you get to have your own plan. It, it's a lot of real kind of like uh, extreme ideas that are woven in there. And if you're willing to believe all of those things and then someone pops into your life and they have extreme things and they have extreme beliefs and they're sharing with you, you've, you're that door's already open. Yeah, you know, like, like, like with me, that door's, it's shut pretty hard to most of that stuff. So it's like um, mm -hmm. I, I, my immediate reaction of someone's like, well, you know, and God said, Literally, like, the voice inside is like, and shut the fuck up. Like, oh, I, I, I'm just like, and um, ah, really not going to listen to a lot of what you have to say now. Um, I just, yeah. no part of me buys it. But uh, yeah, but, yeah. but if you, yeah, I mean, it's so sad because there's so many good people who then get taken advantage of by some monster. And especially, you know, and I've talked about this with like, to go into like pedophilia or whatever, when there's cult leaders or like yeah, that girl I dated it's easier to manipulate in certain ways because if you look at some of the Old Testament stuff, there's some creepy shit in there. Like there's some stuff like this guy went to a cave and he fucked his daughters and it was their fault because they got him drunk. It's like, wait, what? Uh, <laughs> I mean, that is just weird incest molestation. Stuff. And then so you get somebody who knows and I've seen it. I've done a lot of cult research for like topics. And if almost all of the cult leaders who come out of um, Christianity they really study the Bible and they know mm -hmm. how to hit certain verses and and be like, well, that says that, right? And it says that, right? They're really good at that sales tactic of, what is it, get three yeses in a row? It's like this common sales tactic of like, mm. I mean, you want a new car, right? And you deserve a new car, right? And you want to treat yourself right? And you're willing to spend $40,000? And like, like, wait, what? what, what <laughs> yeah. But they get you saying yes. It's like that. Yeah, yeah. They're good at that with like, they're oh my like, God, that's so true. Well, well, God says this right. And God said that right. Yeah. And so that's why I have to put my finger in your butt. You know, it's like, it's like, right. what? Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no. Uh, okay, so so for so for you it was a sense of like okay, this this will be over at some point. Yes. Did you have stuff that you were sort of that you were influenced in from the outside like music and movies and mm. books like was there stuff that sort of gave you that reminder of like yeah, this is not this moment that I'm in right now is not necessarily where all storytelling comes from or <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean like to but to feel like this exists beyond this point. And what's the next step to like kind of getting me closer to the pop culture stuff that I really like or. Yeah. You know. God, you know, I, I didn't. Man, I, I that's awesome. It wasn't like you were sitting listening to like 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 Soundgarden going like he gets me. He gets oh, right. me. At least. And I, I, like, I, I did listen to. Uh, yeah. A lot of Soundgarden. And, you know, that was like the grunge. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stuff. glad I picked someone good. Yeah. Louder than love. And then bad motor finger. Um, uh -huh. But <laughs> yeah, I, I did listen to that stuff. I think what helped me want to get out was. My freshman, sophomore year of high school, I went to go live with my dad. I, I, after the divorce, moved with my mom to Riggins. My dad ended up in Vegas. I went to go live with my dad in Vegas and I went to a big high school for two years and then randomly he moved back to Riggins. So I was brought back. Okay. But at least, and I, and I didn't love school in Vegas either, but at least I got to see um, 
more of the world. And I'm like, oh, this is so different than what I'm used to. And there's so many different people and different things to do. And then I didn't actually have a mentor. I mean, I loved all this, you know, music. I was, I've always been really into music, but actually I didn't think like, oh, I can get out there and then I can maybe connect with these kind of people. Right. I, I wish it looking back, it's kind of funny. I wish I, I would have had more of a plan. I didn't know what I wanted to do once I got out. I just right. knew that I wanted to get out. I just wanted to right, get to the right. next place. And then when yeah. I got there, it was, I don't even know that it was everything I wanted it to be because I didn't know what it was going to be. Yeah. But it was such, I remember the feeling of like when I went to college, it, it felt like um, a fish that had finally been dropped in water, you know, like put back mm -hmm. in the water. It just felt like I'm like, oh, oh I yeah. can I can breathe. These uh, yeah, people yeah, like yeah. to talk about what I want to talk about. And they like, I just didn't have, the kids were fine where I grew up. There was nothing wrong with them, but we just didn't share. They didn't care about Soundgarden. They didn't care. Right. Right. And not the way I would, you know, right. the, like, and this is like a weird thing to throw into this randomly, but I've taken all these online tests. I also think I'm probably pretty art autistic in some ways. And mm -hmm. like, and just from things that my son is like the same way. And so, um, you know, there was nothing wrong with them not wanting to really geek out on stuff. Like right. I, I was into baseball cards. So were some of my friends. My friends didn't lay out all the cards on the floor and memorize the stats. Because they found that right. they found that soothing, <laughs> like, right? Like, <laughs> but like, yeah. So, but but in college, like, I found other people who really wanted to geek out on the same stuff, and it's like that just was, uh, yeah, just made me so happy. Yeah, I get that. I mean, I think there is something to be said. Well, it's funny too because in some ways, you know, and I'm now I am totally talking out of my ass, but. The, <laughs> The, the the little understanding I have of sort of the discussion in science about what meditation, where meditation takes your brain, mm. where prayer can take your brain, where and then where um, other things that sort of create this feeling of well-being or create this feeling of peacefulness yeah. um, could be something as like for you, it could be like praying is, yeah. oh, it could, could give you the same feel could give someone else mm -hmm. the feeling that for you memorizing those stats gave you because it's like there's mm -hmm. a sort of in there's a there's a I don't want to say incantation but there's like a ritual to it right that there's yeah. a sense of like my brain knows what to do here I'm yeah. in gear. I get I fall yeah. into this gear and something maybe something other other stuff relaxes and so that's something that feels satisfying um, that makes sense what you know a, what I mean like from a, a scientific yeah yeah <laughs> I was just joking in my head thinking about like, what a sad church I've chosen to belong to. <laughs> like, like my God is like Barry Bond seasons in the nineties. You know, where I'm like his slugging percentage. Oh boy. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. That comfort. And because I, I actually still, to this day, I, uh, I check a variety of stats <laughs> sites. Just as like a little palate cleanse for my brain. I like to just yeah. zone out for two minutes. Be like, okay, all right. He's having a good three-point percentage. Okay, their winning percentage seems pretty solid. <laughs> it's like, yeah. and then I can kind of like move on. But but it is very peaceful. Like what I like about it is the numbers, they don't lie. The numbers, right. they're not confusing. Like humans can be so confusing to me. Uh, but like numbers, I'm like, yep, that number, I know exactly why that number exists. I know why it gets there and it's true. It's 100% accurate. Yeah. And, and it's just very, that's what's soothing about it. But I can see how if you took that to some ethereal place and you're like, I always know that God is there and that God is listening and that God, you know, like, and, okay, yeah. That's a, I yeah. never made that comparison before. Well, that's what I'm here to do. Blow everyone's <laughs> minds with my <laughs> extraordinarily limited <laughs> references. No, that to... makes sense though. Why the comfort <laughs> it would give people. I never thought about it giving them the same comfort it gives me, but more so 
Because I don't think like with the stats, I'm not like, okay, and that's a solid batting average and he's in the race for the triple crown. And if I just memorize these, I get to go to heaven and live with my family forever. Right. <laughs> like, that's a great right. extra step. <laughs> totally, totally. Oh man, I wish I had that. Yeah. Oh, oh, it's time for a quick break. I will be back after a word from our friends at Maximum Fun. Hey, I'm Jordan Morris, creator of the Max Fun scripted sci-fi comedy podcast, Bubble. We just released a special episode of Bubble to celebrate the launch of our new graphic novel. At SF Sketchfest in 2019, we recorded a live show with Allison Becker, Eliza Skinner, Mike Mitchell, Christella Alonzo, and special guests Gene Gray, Jonathan Colton, Jesse Thorne, Nick Weiger, and a bunch of other cool folks. We suspect he'll show signs of mutation when in a state of excitement. Now, Annie matched with him on Tinder, so she's going to act as the honeypot. I do enjoy being called a honeypot. Hey, you know what's better than honey? Gravy. (gasps) Oh, yeah, can I be the gravy sack? Out now on MaximumFun.org and wherever you get podcasts. And pick up the graphic novel at your local bookstore today. Janitors, it's time for Janet's beautiful made-in-sharp-knife report. If you've been following this sequence as closely as I'm sure you have been, you know that I received my own beautifully crafted artisanal knife with its gorgeous red handle. Several weeks ago, I have been using it nonstop. I hate to say this, but we had a similar knife that was relegated to a drawer where all things I don't use in my kitchen anymore go. So I'm so sorry, old knife, that you've been replaced by Made In. But I don't like to break up with a knife without explaining a little bit more. Here's the thing. It's just that they source the finest materials and partner with renowned craftspeople to make premium kitchen tools available directly to you without the markup. Knife, what was I supposed to do? Made In products are made to last and they offer a lifetime guarantee. Their cookware distributes heat evenly and can easily go from the stovetop to the oven. And their knives... are fully forged, perfectly balanced, and stay sharp. Now I know it seems like I'm just rubbing your nose in this old knife, but that's the reality. Now, what can janitors do? Right now, Made In is offering our listeners 15% off your first order with promo code JVCLUB. This is the best discount available anywhere online for Made In products. Go to madeincookware.com slash jvclub and use promo code jvclub for 15% off your first order. That's madeincookware.com slash jvclub. Use promo code jvclub. Oh, please, I can see that you're crying. Let me wipe those tiny knife tears. Before I jump into our MASH game, I feel like I have to ask a question that I get asked that I think everyone who's funny get asks, gets asked, which is like, was part of your feeling like slightly disconnected from your community, like your community, especially as a teenager and as a kid when we're sort of figuring out who we are or how to project our image in the world was being funny kind of part of that for you yeah or were you yeah so it wasn't like you you weren't because every once in a while meet someone who's like oh yeah people can't believe i became a comedian or people can't believe i do funny stuff because i I was so quiet they never knew i was funny or whatever versus me i was pretty i was a wise ass so people oh okay i i I was quiet i mean people knew i would but okay my first high school for the uh, two years no one did know i was funny no one thought i was funny um, except for maybe like three or four friends, you know, like a very small group. And then because I went to such a small high school back in Riggins, people knew I like there's just there was like, you know, 20 kids in a class kind of thing. 
Yeah. Or in a grade. Uh, so, you know, that way I was able to kind of have my little inside jokes. I was always the person who could adapt quickly to someone's sense of humor and just like have that kind of connection. Mm-hmm. But I was but I was never the get in front of the class and make everyone laugh. Gotcha. And, and I'm gotcha, still gotcha, still gotcha. kind of like that. Like still yeah. kind of like uh, if you put me in a green room with a bunch of other comics, I'm not going to be the uh, center ever. Got it. Yeah. That makes so much sense to me. I mean, like I really that's a really good way of putting it because that's that's so true. And I feel like I could in my head, I'm doing a little baseball card organizing in my head right now of like, oh, the stand in particular stand ups, like yeah. stand ups. I know like a lot of them are the qu- would be the quiet one in the mm. green room. They mm-hmm. wouldn't be holding court. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, that's very interesting. OK, let's get into this mash game. Um, the first category that I'm going to ask you to come up with three uh, answers, wishful answers is let's this is one that I always do every mash game. In this reality that we're creating, in this alternate universe that yeah. we're creating in our mash game, nothing that you can eat is is bad for you. It's nothing's bad for the planet. Oh. Nothing's bad. Everything becomes like healthy, great, and you can have it in perpetuity at the snap of your finger. So if you want to uh. eat, you know, five cases of baby roofs, right? Uh, you'll never feel sick. Um, oh, you won't feel it's sick. Not that, it's not the only thing that you have. Okay. It's just what whatever three things you want that you're like, I would love uh. to have that whenever I wanted it, and nothing would happen. Okay. And it's three of them. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, maple bars. Great. And um, ooh, mashed potatoes with brown gravy. Is that what two things or was it one thing? I count it as, as one thing. Absolutely. Okay. And uh, for- listen, I'm not going to make you separate out your condiments. I'm just not that <laughs> kind of person. I'm not a monster. I'm not a monster. And oh man, oh no, I maybe I blew it. Uh, Are you regretting making one of your decisions? Well, I wanted to work chocolate in, but I like those things so much. And I also like steak so much. Okay. But but nothing's going to make me sick in this world. So I'm not going to feel like, because I'm not going to get like hypoglycemic because I have so much chocolate. Nope. Nope. Okay. Then I guess, you know what? I will make my third thing dark chocolate with hazelnuts inside. Oh, wonderful. Uh, mm -hmm. No, I want to change it. Oh, okay. Devil's food cake instead. I forgot. Oh, yes, I, for, I forgot yes, that yes, I can yes. eat it. I can, I can eat it endlessly, and it's not going to make me sick. Okay. Yes. Yes. I'm just putting devil's f. If I don't remember <laughs> what that stands for. Uh, great. Okay. Uh, next category. Let's do uh, three movies that you can jump into and be in whenever you want. And it's not about reliving the plot. It's just about the vibe or the world that's been built inside that movie. Mm. And you know, you're in a safety bubble. So you know, if you pick. For example, The Godfather is still a popular answer. Uh, you're not going to get yourself shot up. Like you're, you're, you're in no danger. Oh, so if okay. you're, like you're a horror movie buff and you sort of like the vibe yeah. of a horror movie, your life is not at stake. Uh, I guess unless you want it to. Be. Right? No, I don't want my life to be at stake. Uh, at stake. Uh, I'll do Tombstone. Would be my okay. my Wild West world. Great. And also, <laughs> it's almost the same words. Westworld. Okay, great. <laughs> um, and then so those are both westerns. And then the next one, mm, Lord of the Rings. Great. That's good because that's almost like when you wish for more wishes because there's so many different worlds inside yeah, of Lord Earth. of the Rings. Yeah, Middle Earth. Yeah, yeah. A lot of magic there. Like, yeah, that's great. Okay. Next category, uh, let's do let's do three uh, places in the world that you would love to have a second home. Could be mm. vacation home or could be like work home. Like I have a bustling life in London. Three places that you would like to have a second home and we'll pretend like we can kind of teleport you there. So getting there is not a, a not an issue. Okay. Um, 
oh man, there's so many cool places in the world. It doesn't matter if you've been there or not, right? Just like it was like a doesn't fantasy. Matter. So yeah, it definitely doesn't matter. Okay. Well, I want one place to be an island. So I'll go New Zealand. Um, Great. I'm trying to think of the city. I don't know. I just I, every city I see in New Zealand looks like a place I'd want to live. Agreed. So, so I'll say uh, Auckland. I don't know. Great. And then, I, I've I've spent a little bit of oh. time in Auckland, three different occasions. Yeah, and I lucky. Absolutely love it. Oh, it looks so cool. Especially over there. for someone who's from a smaller town, because it is one of those cities like Spokane, where yeah. people who have lived there their whole lives are like, "Why would you ever want to live here? It's so small." But you're like, <laughs> "No, but I didn't grow up here, yes. and I will always like from here mm-hmm. forward, I will be very happy here." Right. You know, I love Great. that when you grow up in a small town, the appreciation you have. I, I think about that. It's carried over my whole life. Where, um, you know, it's like like for so many years, I would get excited. And I still kind of on a weird level get excited by like a food court. I'm like, what? Yeah. Six <laughs> options in one room? <laughs> Have I died and gone to heaven? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because when you grow up in such right. a tiny town, you're like, that's just, that's not a thing. Yeah, um, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And so uh, then a big city. Um, I will pick London, actually. I had so right. much fun over there. And then, okay, so I got London. I got New Zealand, and now um, some someplace more. Okay, I, 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 no man, this is. A, I, I love that. I, I take, my brain takes these so seriously. Like uh, I'm just gonna ruin everything if I pick the wrong place. Oh, I know. I, I, that's that's one of the best yet worst things about it is that suddenly it feels like really, it's really, really high stakes. All a of a thing sudden. that you didn't even know you gave a shit about <laughs> right, like five right. minutes ago. Now it's like this is my life. We are talking about. <laughs> I here. only get three places. I have to live there the rest of my life. Um. <laughs> uh, <laughs> third place. Oh, man. New Orleans. There we go. Great. Yes. Okay. Awesome. All right. Next one. Let's do... Okay. I'm going to separate... The... I have two categories in mind for you, so I'm... and they could almost overlap, but I'm going to keep them separate. The first one is three mysteries in the world that you get to know the answer to. Oh. And then this... But the second one is more hmm. like three paranormal things that you wish were for sure real. Okay, awesome. So the three mysteries, I do want to know who sh- uh, uh, the story behind the assassination of JFK. Let's get it. Let's get it out there once and for all. Right, definitively. I would love right. to know that. Um, and then this next one would just be more to shut other people up than mm-hmm. I care. But um, Area 51, I don't think anything's right. there. I just want people to stop worrying about it. Yeah. And then, oh, the third mystery... I do want to know who Jack the Ripper was. Oh, that's a good one too. Yeah, it's, it's annoying that like no one's probably ever going to figure it, it out. Is anno- it is annoying. Yeah, it's, just... it's annoying. <laughs> I mean, I, like, I, for some reason, for some reason, that's a this feels like a small word to use, but right, it truly right. is annoying. It's truly annoying. It was a long time ago. Right, it was a long time it was ago. A very long time ago, and it is very annoying. <laughs> like, right. who was he? Come on, come, come on. on. Who was he? Ugh. And then, yeah. and then paranormal things that that um that get to be real. Is that what the? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or, mm. I mean, it could also be like it could be either. Well, it seems like you do. I mean, I guess it seems more like you don't really think that any of them are. Like there yeah. are people I know who oh I, I truly believe in aliens and are yeah. like I wish they weren't real because they oh, make, it makes me very scared. And I'm like 
I, I let me try to help you. I, I think we would know. But like, you know what I mean? Or like people yeah. who are like, I ghosts are 100 percent real and they mean us harm. Oh, so I was going to yeah. give you the option of like, you know, for sure they aren't real. But it, you seemed like a skeptic enough that I thought it would be fun if yeah. like, we could actually do the opposite and, and make something real. And I'm pretty open to that stuff, actually, where okay. my thing is I'm open to same with actually kind of go back to religion. I, I do think there's some creative force out there. I yes. do think there's probably mathematically some extraterrestrial stuff somewhere out there. I, right. th- I think based on like looking through a lot of paranormal, like ghost type stuff, there's there's something that is we don't understand yet. Right. I, I just doubt most specific examples. And, and, and yes, I, and, indeed. And I doubt certainty when someone's like, oh, let me let me tell you about aliens. There's the uh, planet right. planet Xenu. Now, these right. uh, the Pleiadians, <laughs> they fly pretty well, but <laughs> but not as right. much, not as good as the grace. It's like like right. it's like, come on, you don't know that. Um, right. OK, so it gets to be real. I do want to know, I, I do want to know that aliens are real because that makes right. me excited about the, you know, possibilities of just how big our universe is. Agreed. And they were not 100%. and they were not alone. Yes. Um, and then another paranormal thing, just cause I think it's funny. This is not an important creature, but I do think it's funny if Sasquatch is real. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like he's so fucking good at hiding that, yeah. you know, and like, and, and somehow having his remains not be found. I mean, that would be so <laughs> impressive for this. And he's not small. He's like a big creature right. and they have right. to mate. They have to make other Sasquatches <laughs> and they do all that so covertly. That's just beyond impressive yeah. to me. Yeah. Um, and then the third one, um, as scary as it is, I do like to think about ghosts. So mm-hmm, that would be interesting mm-hmm. to know definitively that ghosts are out there. Well, in two of these, you know, you've sort of given folks who maybe don't feel that, don't get the comfort from religion, yeah. the idea of something bigger or something yeah. that stretches beyond, you know, um, our basic understanding of the world yeah. that we walk around in. So I, I mean, I think it's all great. And please, I would love for Sasquatch to be real. That'd be, be so funny. It'd be so amazing for all the people that believed in him to be like, ah, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. Next one. All due respect to your wonderful wife. Sure. Uh, in the oh, match yeah, game, yeah, there's yeah. always a romantic. Uh, three people. They can be cartoon characters. They can be, sure. uh, you know, Meryl Streep circa 1980. They can be whatever you want. Um, three. And this is for romantic and or sexy yeah. times. Okay. Yeah. And she's not yeah, jealous. Either way. Um, I would say Betty Page. Um, right. I like pinup art. And she was my favorite kind of pinup model. Even though she got weird when she got old and she, but, but, um, <laughs> and then <laughs> she hated it. It's a, do you know that about Betty Page? It's such a bummer. Uh-uh. So oh, much. She did. Oh, so ashamed of everything. She got really religious uh, later in life uh, and, and was disgusted by everything she did that made her an icon, which is such yeah. a bummer to have to yeah. kind of, you know, die that way to live the, your last. But anyway, her, yeah. her randomly, oh, Rosario Dawson. I've, I've had her like, she just seems cool. She's, Agreed. She seems very Agreed. tough. Agreed. Um, just all the things. Mm-hmm. I absolutely agree. I feel just the same way about Rosario Dawson. And then third one. Oh man, I'm never good at this. Like when people are like, even my wife are like, like who? I'm like, I don't know. Um, I don't know. What my brain? My brain goes here because like when I was younger, I thought this, and she does seem really cool. Again, I would say Jennifer Aniston. Okay, great. I like her in interviews. She seems like, uh, despite how famous she's become, she doesn't seem too affected. Yeah. 
how famous she's been for so long, but I don't know. But, I, but that being said, if people are out there, they know a lot more about her than I do. They're like, <laughs> well, if you listen, I don't know. <laughs> Just from the little I've seen. I, I've never heard anything bad. I mean, yeah. I really haven't. I've, I've, I've only heard good things. Um, okay. Uh, next category, let's do three skills that you wake up with tomorrow uh, and you sort of downloaded it matrix style. So all of a sudden you're an expert. Ooh, three skills that I can download tomorrow. Like, um, not, but not like superhero stuff, like regular human life skills. I would say regular, hu- yeah, I would say regular stuff. Mm. But if you feel strongly about the superhero uh, power, okay. we can finish off with that category. I, I can uh, I can pick regular uh, life stuff. Um, okay. Ooh, this, I, I debate if this would be a curse or a blessing, but I don't have the greatest memory. At least I don't think I do. And mm-hmm. I, I am constantly trying to absorb new information, but I wish more of it would stick. Yes, indeed. So, so if I had that total recall kind of memory, I guess that would yeah. be uh, a skill. Um, and then I wish I wish I was super tech savvy when my stuff breaks. Oh, me too. It's just the the rage. I'm I'm still I'm, I keep waiting for it to fade as I get older. I'm like, when is this murderous rage gonna <laughs> go away because my phone won't reboot? Like it's like the, it's like the littlest thing, and I'll go from like happy, everything is great, and then I'm like, hell, let me send that email. Okay, just one second, come on. Just what the fuck? Like it's just like so. It's <laughs> it really no, it is. It's like it's like the road rage thing. Yeah, it's like oh, we so are irrational. all just hanging on by the smallest thread. Like how are we all just hanging on yeah. by the smallest right. thread that we explode <laughs> over something like that? And so 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 tech skills would be great, and then um, I wish I was a good cook. Great. I'm putting chef. Chef. No, Ooh, I like chef. I would like to be able to. i it in there like yeah. we're talking chef level. Yeah, right? absolutely. Uh, okay, great. And then final category. Let's do. I was. This is where I put the pressure on myself. Like, yeah. Oof, what wonderful category should I have thought of that I, <laughs> that I didn't get to? And this, this is going to be a crushing blow to us got all. Got to close strong. Um, got to close strong or everyone's going to leave disappointed. <sighs> Let's see. What about what about just like collaborations? Like hmm. it doesn't have to be specifically like I wish I could do a podcast with this dead person. It could be <laughs> like, but it certainly yeah. could be that. But it could also be like, listen, I'm no sculptor, but I would totally, you know, let's assume I am and I yeah. can collaborate with Rodin on this. Blah, right. Blah, blah, blah. Like so, three collaborations with any kind of creative person from any era. Um, okay. That, that would be cool to fulfill. I would love to. Write a graphic novel with Garth Ennis. Great. Um, I would love, and also I would love to write a. Oh my gosh, I would love to write a horror novel with Stephen King. Oh yeah, nice. Oh my gosh, he seems so cool. And then maybe, and he likes doing that. Like, it's, how cool is he? That yeah. He's like, and then I decided to write this thing with this other person, and we built this whole world together. And that's yeah, really neat. yeah. Um, and then music wise. Trying to think of what musician would be so fun to collaborate with. I think Eddie Vedder seems like a pretty cool dude. Agreed. And he is uh I know they're not as commercially successful, but he's been they've been so good for so long. He just seems like a Agreed. cool guy. I couldn't agree more. Okay, music, great. All right. Uh give me a word that you feel just a single word that you feel describes the the way you feel when you're having like just a great day with your wife. Hmm. Single word. Single word. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're like surprised. <laughs> I know that would be funny. Uh, shocked. Honestly, no. Um, <laughs> 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 no. Uh, content. Great. 
Great, great, great. Okay. Will you uh, please extol our listeners with all of the various things they should be, if they're not already, knowing about you, following, uh, oh. listening to, all that good stuff. And that's uh, and I will be figuring out this 100% guaranteed alternate <laughs> universe mash existence <laughs> okay. for you while, Thank you. while that's happening. Um, I would just say if you want to find the different things I work on, just if you go to dancummins.tv, that will link to the other places. And there's Time Suck is one podcast. Scared to Death is another. Is We Dumb is a third. Um, and that's great. It's a great title, the... by the way. I mean, you know it, but it is. Oh, uh, thank you. Yeah. So those are, and then just what those are. Time Suck is a deep dive on true crime, cults, uh, historical figures, historical uh, important moments. Uh, just one a week, like we just did true crime. We just Fred and Rose West, two of the worst people uh, ever. Uh, these British serial killers, a couple uh, recently. Oh, that's right. Those guys. Oh, <laughs> so dark. So much incest. And then um, <laughs> Operation Green Up is one coming out that's a really cool, the real life and glorious bastards. So we do some cool, like, you know, awesome moments of these guys are fighting Nazis and successfully and it's super cool. And then Scared to Death is just campfire tale horror every week. I love ghost stories. I love supposedly true ghost stories. And I tell two to my wife every week and then she tells two listener tales to me and we try and scare each other. And Great. Yeah, it's fun. And then Is We Dumb is just uh, like recess. It's just making fun of ourselves for being stupid uh -huh. and making fun of my co-host Joe and I and making fun of stupidity on the internet. And uh, it's become this weird confessional where mm. like, I'm like kind of embarrassed, like how many weeks in a row where I'm like, God, I did something really stupid again this week. <laughs> <laughs> Yet again, uh, right. needlessly risked my family's safety or, you know, whatever, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> keeps you honest, keeps yes. you honest. Yes. Keeps you humble, keeps you honest. <laughs> Uh, however, that being said, you very well may get a big head about all these amazing things that are going on in this MASH future. Oh. Um, not the least of which is uh, your... Well, first of all, I want I just want to thank you for clearing up this whole Area 51 thing. Like, <laughs> just let's all take a breath because mm -hmm. we now know that there are, in fact... No. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, so Area 51, we can put that one to bed, everybody. Yeah. We can put that one Great. to bed. Um, I want to congratulate you on the horror novel Ooh. that you and Stephen King are collaborating on. I think that's going to be absolutely outstanding. I want to also say that your your house in London mm. sounds like a wonderful place to get away. I feel like he's Stephen King's probably going to be like, you know what? Let me I'm going to fly over. Yeah. We're going to do some work on the London side. Stay in the guest room. Uh, wander around in some fog. It's going to be great. <laughs> Um, you uh, you are not going to have any problems with like if you have a great idea or even if like you you sort of are pulling from your own as many writers do your own past or experiences or things you noticed things you saw I want you to rest assured you don't have to worry about having forgotten them because you have this amazing memory oh. so you're able to call of that all of that stuff back um, whenever you need which I think is probably extraordinarily useful for writing uh, so you have that going for you you also have the ability to when you want to have a little adventure that is outside of the uh, normal realm uh, you can jump into Lord of the Rings yes, and hang out with all those characters and be in that beautiful magical place um, you I don't know I, you know what it depends on where you are but I feel like there are a lot of beings in that world that would enjoy the unlimited mashed potatoes and gravy <laughs> that you have access to mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. snap of your fingers zero ramifications so they all thank you for that <laughs> as well 
I want to congratulate you on your, uh, listen, you, this is your opportunity. If you choose to stay with her as she ages, uh, we're giving a reset, (laughs) giving a reset on Betty so that she's not going to regret. She's not going to have all these regrets and like Mm -hmm. shame and and hate herself because you're going to be right there at her side telling her she's delightful and, uh, that she needs waste no more time even thinking about that. And, um, that what you really should be concerned about is ghosts because they are real. And <laughs> <laughs> with any luck, uh, most of them are kind. But um, but yeah, they're real. They're out there. We can stop wondering. Uh, that's that opens the the door to the whole idea of like us getting to sort of be who we are in some other form after our bodies have died, which ah. I think is very satisfying mm-hmm. uh, and interesting. And I think that is it. Yes, that completes your MASH future. That's um, a good future. A lot of good stuff in there. A lot of good stuff in there. Uh, the only thing, uh, Dan, that I do offer up as a sort of close to the podcast only during the summer is if you feel that you can sing... Off the oh. top of your head, a snippet of Don Henley's Boys of Summer. If there's huh. any part of that song that you are you can think of or familiar with or can fake, uh, I welcome you to do that. I also welcome you to uh, sing any little part of any song that you associate with the summer if Don Henley is not immediately popping to mind. Oh, man. Um, I just listened to that song the other day. It is such a great song. Oh, but now, but now the melody won't come <laughs> to my head. It's like, Boys of Summer. That's not it at all. Um, no, that's close. I mean, you didn't sing very much of it, so I can't tell you how off it was. So that was actually very clever on your part. <laughs> I'm I'm picturing Don Henley post Eagles, <laughs> kind of end of the Innocence era. I'm picturing I'm yep. picturing him. He's got like a cool jacket on. Uh-huh. He's, he, he's he's got great hair. <laughs> uh, but I can't. Um, oh man. Uh, let me do a different. That, that's that's almost yacht rock. Uh, Boys oh, of agreed. Summer. Yes, absolutely agree. So what's um oh sailing take me away bop, 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 bop. don't know the other words <laughs> great dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I know I know it's Christopher Cross I know he won a Grammy he beat out Pink Floyd <laughs> but I can't when the pressure's on come up with the words it was all there it was all there. <laughs> I loved every moment of it. Thank you. Uh, this has been so much fun. Thank you Thank so you, much, Janet. Dan. Everybody, check out uh, all the wonderful podcasts that you can get from Dan and his cohort. Um, and everybody else, I will talk to you next time on the podcast. Thank you, Janet. The show is recorded by me and edited by Julian Burrell. And as always, the JV Club theme song is Back Before We Were Brittle by the amazing Say Hi. Remember one We could save kittens from trees Or lunch on skyscrapers Bring the villains to their knees Maybe we should Someplace new and build time machines to go and get us back. Maximumfun.org Comedy and Culture Artist Owned. Audience supported.